sun refused to shine I would still be loving you If mountains crumbled to the sea There would still be you and me Kind woman, I give you my
Oh, 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 oh,
slither while they pass, they slip away across the universe. Pools of sorrow, waves of joy are drifting through my open mind, possessing and caressing.
No lol. No.
Mod Snap Radio, this is DJ Depraved, and that was the real cover hour. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, the real cover hour. Yeah. This is a fun show. <laughs> it was. It's so different from what we normally do. It's got a lot to do well, with it. Not lately, I mean. <laughs> yeah, lately we've been doing everything but. Yeah. No more so. Dak. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're cry, if you're just dying to hear Dak, I am gonna do it next week. So, just to let y'all know, enough so. has changed now, so it's worth it. Hopefully, I haven't looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this week we did covers, uh, or alternative bands doing covers. So yeah, it was my my wife's idea. Yeah. So, <laughs> this was fun. I enjoyed it. So I really did too. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, Raven. Yes, thank you, Raven. So, first track I played was Chris Cornell covering Led Zeppelin's song, Thank You. So, that one hit me because it's not very often a cover, or a, a cover of an original will hit me harder than uh, the original does, and I, I did thoroughly enjoy this song a lot better than the Led Zeppelin version, so... Um, I don't know. Led Zeppelin, the timing was just different compared to the Chris Cornell version. And I didn't even recognize it, it down. until you played it. And then yeah. I was like, oh, I remember that song. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've heard that song before. It's really, it's it's beautiful, mm-hmm. actually. It's like a ballad. And, and Chris Cornell, I mean. It, what a vocal range, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. I wish I could have caught him in concert, to say the least. I mean, sheesh. I got to see Soundgarden at one of the Lollapaloozas back in the early 90s, but I don't remember which one. But yeah, I saw him. I saw uh, him a long, long time ago. And see, that's something I've had a debate with myself, is whether I'd rather see uh, Audio Slave or Chris Cornell on, Cornell on solo projects or Audio Slave. I love all three. Yeah. So I don't know which I, which I could honestly choose, because they're all good. Yeah, they were all good. So Yeah, um, it's too bad. Can't dwell on it anymore because I mean he's he's gone. So, but um, number two, funny enough, um, this band all the members are gone in this band, but the original is still around. But that was the Ramones with "What a Wonderful World," originally sung by Louis Armstrong. So, <laughs> so this song it did it made me happy when I heard it. Um, I was ready. I was ready to hear the song completely torn up, bastardized, however you want to say it. But no, they just kind of reimagined it with their signature sound, and otherwise kept it pretty original. Yeah, three chord punk rock. Yeah, just nice and simple. It worked, yeah. and I, I, I was, I was just entirely ready to hear it just all ripped to shreds. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, funny enough, all the all the boys from the Ramones, they're gone. But uh, Louis Armstrong is still around. Wow. I think he's rocking like mid to late 80s now, but <laughs> he's still around. Wow. So, yeah, that's an interesting factoid, isn't it? I didn't even a know fact. he was alive. That's crazy, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fun, funny factoid. Factoid does not mean fact. <laughs> I just said it kind of unironically. <laughs> so, third song made me laugh. I'll be very honest. Um, the Dishwalla covering the Carpenters. It's going to take some time. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody had to cover it. Somebody had to, I guess, yeah. And it's amazing how how much Dishwalla had to change this song to make it, I guess, modern. (laughs) Because, I mean, the Carpenters was one of those bands that 
the moment they brought that song out, that's the moment that that song kind of stays in, as far as its age. It's uh, age. It dates itself really quickly. That's the thing about the Carpenters. Yeah. So very seventies. Yes, very seventies. So with Dishwalla, they obviously didn't want to have a that song making a seventies sound because I mean, at that very moment at least, everybody was kind of crapping on the seventies. So they didn't want to be dubbed as that, but they also wanted to do the song, obviously. So. <laughs> Um, honestly, if I, if I wouldn't have read the lyrics as I was listening to the song, I would have never known. <laughs> <laughs> they changed the chords, they changed the beats, they changed the tempo, they changed everything but the lyrics. Maybe just the lyrics gives it away. Yeah, that's it. And only if you know that song. Yeah. Now, polar opposite on that, number four, Rob Zombie, <laughs> we're an American band, and that was originally done by Grand Funk Railroad. Yep. And I have seen Grand Funk Railroad play live, and they put on a hell of a show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny to see pe- people like my dad's age, and now, now I mean, our dads would be in their 70s, 60s and 70s, but they're still out there smoking weed and hanging out in leather jackets. And playing music. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Jamming out. But Rob Zombie, he did a hell of a job with this song. Um, it sounded like the... Sounded like what I found. It was a um, live cover, but still, it's Rob Zombie, and well, he puts out. He he's always been known for at least having very high quality in whatever he uh, puts out. It may not be the best song on the planet, but the quality, the production quality, and the effort he puts into it's always going to be top notch. Um, that's he even took that into his old project, White Zombie. Yep. So I mean. There are songs I like and dislike from both of his projects, and but I can never I can never discount how much effort he puts into whatever he puts out. So, <laughs> so, um, song made me really happy to hear. Um, he didn't have to change much, obviously, because it was already a pretty, pretty heavy. It was a heavy metal song for especially back in the seventies. I'm surprised they were able to make it into a hit at that. So. <laughs> So, um, that was, that's the one song that I would have imagined that when he brought it out, it's been about 10 years, right? Yeah. Since he put up, since Rob Zombie covered this? Yeah, yeah. It's that one song that I would imagine that the poor parents have to, uh, chaperone their kids to the show. It's that one song that I would imagine they actually get up and cheer along with the, with it, so. So, and the last song that I played was... Pearl Jam, covering the Who's song, Love Rain Over Me. And it's not over me, it's or me. So, <laughs> if you didn't catch that in the song. So, um, this one, I little background story when it comes to the Who and covers. The Who was the one, was the one band that kind of set off music for me to begin with. So, after that, it was other other classic bands like Aerosmith and the Rolling Stones and um, trying to think of some of the other ZZ Top, and then of course um, my dad was introducing me to weird electronic music like Kraftwerk and Alan Parsons all at the same time. But the Who was the first band that truly made me say, "Oh, wow, this speaks to me," you know? Yeah. So and then by the time I was like 
12, 13, that's I started discovering alternative and industrial and everything. And well, it just kind of took off from there. And of course, that was around the same era that Napster and IRC and LimeWire and everything was big for getting MP3s, so it made it easy to discover music. So, but, um, Pearl Jam covering Love Rain Over Me, I was initially apprehensive, but I wanted to play Pearl Jam to begin with. Child in the 90s, just as AJ said when we were going over the tracks a few minutes ago. But when it comes to the Who and covers, the first cover I ever heard of a song from the Who was Limp Bizkit covering Behind Blue Eyes. <laughs> and straight up, that screwed up my perspective on co- on uh, the covers of the Who. I, Whenever I saw any other band covering a song of theirs for the longest time, I would avoid it. Because I was afraid it would be that same crappy, droning, drab sound that Fred Durst puts out. <laughs> so, <sighs> this one really... Um. Yeah. Uh, what is his name? Eddie Vedder really put his put some work into the song. Good, good vocals, man. I it he had to take himself to the limits of his own vocal range to meet the to make this song happen. So yeah. I was very impressed. So so those are my five. I hope you enjoyed them. Um, AJ. Um, I love them, man. I thought you you picked five interesting covers, definitely. And that's the whole point of this is songs you may recognize or maybe you don't, but you know the artist that's covering the song and you know who originally covered it and it's somebody else doing it. Yeah. And it works out. So I have five that I picked myself. My first choice was one of my favorite bands. A lot of people don't know Failure, but they're one of my favorite bands from the mid-90s. Um, there was in the late '90s a uh, uh, some kind of project to try to do covers uh, for uh, a tribute to Depeche Mode, and they were asked if they wanted to join, and they they did one uh, cover of "Enjoy the Silence." Uh, I love the original version of "Enjoy the Silence," but I like this version a lot because it's it's like a rockin' version. Like they, mm-hmm. they there's no synthesizer in it at all. It's all guitars. And that was something we were talking about when uh, we were starting to form the idea of this. Was um, I only knew, when it came to covers of Enjoy the Silence, I only knew what Mike Shinoda had done with the song. He remixed it as well. Yeah. Mike Shinoda's from Linkin Park. But yeah, you played me that, I remember. Yeah, I played that, and then you played The Failure for me. I was like, well, this is even better. Yeah. So... <laughs> it had no sense at all. No. Yeah, the Linkin Park guy, his version was... Uh, he did a combination. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did uh, rock out a little in that, too, mm-hmm. I have to admit. But um, that uh, compilation of uh, Depeche Mode covers uh, also had The Cure in it, and I really dug that. Uh, they did a, a, The World in My Eyes, but I didn't want to do two Depeche Mode covers, so... No, I don't blame me. <laughs> yeah, so I did, I did something else for The Cure, and we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah. next, uh, I had Fiona Apple doing her cover of the Beatles across the universe that music video was nuts that music video is nuts if you've never seen it you should check it out yeah. she's in the middle of a like a, a cafe a little uh, 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 what do they call it a diner a diner kind of a place and there's all kinds of writing going on they're breaking windows and mm-hmm. breaking things everywhere and she's singing casually throughout it I love the original version that the Beatles made, but it was never a big hit for them. She took a song that wasn't as well known uh, for uh, from their 
uh, career, but she turned it into her own version, and it's it's so much better than the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a real orchestral and beautiful, and she's got the perfect voice for it, and it's got tons of piano, well layered, well put together. Love that song. Anyway, I thought that would be a really cool cover to cover today. Yes. Um, moving on, number three, The Cure, uh, doing Jimi Hendrix's uh, Foxy Lady. Now, I love The Cure. They're one of my favorite bands, too. But a lot of people don't know that Robert Smith was always actually a huge um, uh, Jimi uh, Hendrix fan. And uh, when he was first putting together the band that would become The Cure, I believe in the early days they were called The Easy Cure, they would do a lot of, they would do a lot of Hendrix covers. And they were in the middle of doing all that right in the middle of punk hitting. And because they wanted to be relevant, they, they changed their sound a little bit and they started being all punky. Uh, and you can hear it in their first album more than anything, the one with the, the cover with the, the fridge and the vacuum cleaner and the lamp. Uh, it's called Three Imaginary Boys. Yeah. Uh, this is the only cover on that uh, album. And it's them doing Foxy Lady but punk rock cure style so it, you recognize the lyrics you recognize uh the the song but they changed it around a little bit kind of like how the ramones did a pretty good job earlier with uh with the song they covered by satchmo uh, <laughs> anyway um yeah i love that song and i thought it'd be a good one to include too and it was the cure the cure have, haven't really covered too many bands but that's one that i thought was a standout so i thought i'd throw yeah. that in there Number four, I have Nine Inch Nails doing their cover of Gary Newman's Metal. I love Gary Newman. I think Gary Newman was very original. I think most of the um, electronic uh, post-punk bands kind of borrowed heavily from his influence. And you can totally hear all kinds of Gary Newman uh, in Nine Inch Nails music itself, as well as other industrial and synth-pop bands. However, uh, I really like that uh, Trent Reznor took the time to do a cover here with Gary Newman being involved in making the cover with him, because obviously he uh, was a major influence on the guy. Yeah. It, it's kind of like how uh, Reznor paid homage to David Bowie by playing with him, you know, and, and making music with him a few times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, not Afraid of Americans or whatever. Or not, I'm Afraid of Americans. I'm Afraid yeah. of Americans, yep. Yeah. Yep. So I, I really like that uh, track. It's not really that different from the original. It's just been kind of updated a little bit with some of the synthesizer sounds. But other than that, it's pretty much the same thing as yeah, the original. Yeah, it shocked me when I listened to it. Yeah, if you hear it and you've ever heard the original, it's not that different, really. Uh, number five, my final selection was Bauhaus doing their cover of Ziggy Stardust. If you're going to do alternative music and you're going to do a cover, I don't really see how you're going to get away from including this song. Uh, David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust was a huge hit for him Mm -hmm. Uh, not so much for Bauhaus but everybody that loves uh, both Bowie and and, uh, Bauhaus knows this song and they do a pretty damn good cover of it I gotta say it's not once again that different from the original uh, except that it's a little bit more kind of raw sounding to me and of course uh, you can say what you want about David Bowie having a great voice. I think he does, but uh, nobody's got a better voice for this song, I think, than Peter Murphy. Peter Murphy just nails it out of the park. So for me, I had to include this cover, and that's why I made sure it was part of this deal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe if um, maybe if uh, the count or the count or whatever that guy is and Das Count, um. 
whenever they finally do have their uh, count off with uh, DJ count up in Chicago. Maybe um, because uh, DJ count mentioned that if uh, they're going to have a count off, they have to uh, figure out how deep they can get a Peter Murphy shaped dildo up their ass. Maybe uh, Peter Murphy was singing the Ziggy Stardust cover when they're molding it. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? I didn't even know anything about any of this. I, this is the first I hear of this. So they're going to have a count off? We're going to see who's down for the count? I guess one of these days. They've been all talking smack with one another. All right, lovely. <laughs> so maybe that was the song he was singing when they were molding it. <laughs> I bought a 3D printer just for this. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I enjoyed this show. <laughs> Me too, man. Really it cool took show. A lot of, it took a lot of time and effort to find all these tracks. I, I really had to think about this one. So. I had a lot of these songs already ready to go, so it was easy for me to just kind of throw them out. But yeah. I, obviously I could have put up a lot of other songs. Oh, yeah. Oh, if we had more time, we could have easily. I was... I, I just went through and started off preliminarily. I just hopped on Google and said, alternative uh, alternative covers of pop songs, you know? Yeah. That's what I did. And... It worked out pretty good. You it got came out ones. to a heck of a list, and yeah. I just started listening. And there were some other there were some other songs that I could have thrown on, I could have carried a whole ten on this, but um, these were the ones that really stood out to me. You know, and that's the thing I like about covers, you have to still recognize the song as the song that it once was by yes. the original artist, but because it's a different artist covering it, they put in their own spin. Oh yeah. But they're stuck within the confines a little bit of what that song can be. So I love seeing how they play with that and how they they end up uh, putting it together in the end. Yeah, and some some bands still some bands that can stick pretty close to the original like like what uh, uh had happened with the Rob Zombie song, but others they have to tear completely apart. Yep. So and, and it sounds very different. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's just luck of the draw, I guess you could say. Yeah. So it's kind of just kind of like how a lot of Prince would be like a grand example of how people toy around with songs, um, because a lot of Prince songs they have his own flavor and his own taste, and everybody else has to kind of change it to make it their make it <laughs> work. So because they're not Prince, so and I'm not even a fan of Prince, and I'll say that. So yeah. um, he's just that unique and that talented. So, but um, we are actually over time. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but um, go to modsnapradio.com and hit that donate button. Send us a buck. And we're out of here. We're going to go get some beers and Yay. run around screaming. <laughs> 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 we'll be back next week with the Dak Show. And then we'll figure out from there. Good night, guys. Night.